This week on the podcast, I wrestled two matches for UK cable television with RevPro. Dave Meltzer and I chat about being inducted into the UK Wrestling Media Hall of Fame, and my mom grades Dean Douglas. Enjoy the show. This is the Art of Wrestling with professional wrestler Colt Cabana. How you guys doing? Come on in, sit down, relax. You're about to listen to The Art of Wrestling, a professional wrestling podcast. It's a life podcast. It's a personal journal. It's an entry way into the minds and souls, the hearts and lives of the people involved in the world of professional wrestling. I am your host. My name is Colt Cabana. I am a world traveler. I'm a pound spender. I am a Hall of Famer, according to people who put me in their Hall of Fame. Most importantly, though, I am a professional wrestler, and I am coming to you live from my studio apartment in Chicago, Illinois. Before we go any further, this is a fan-supported, listener-supported podcast, supported by people just like you. We give it to you free of charge every single Thursday, coldcommander.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts from. A couple great ways that you can support, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, just like MV Cronus did. Email me your address, and I'll send you out a free autograph. Other ways to do it, use social media, spread the word, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Best way that you can support, though, coldmerch.com, digitalcult.com, t-shirts, buttons, pictures, posters, DVDs, digital downloads, a children's book, Micro Brawlers, a brand new t-shirt by Robert John Patterson, Wrestling for Freedom of Speech. That is what I am doing over here. And those are the ways that you could support coltmerch.com, digitalcult.com. Like I said last week, traveling around, and this was a busy, busy weekend, but also makes for a fun podcast. I can't tell you how excited I was to go to the UK, landed in London Wednesday morning, shot right over to York Hall so we could get prepared to start TV tapings for RevPro. This is brand new, just put in their lap, and no better person to explain it more then the promoter and the hardest working man for RevPro, his name is Andy Quilden. I knew him years ago when I first came to the UK as uh, the nice little referee man. But now for the past uh, probably oh, 10 plus years, he's an excellent promoter. And he's going to explain how this came about as soon as I ambush him with my iPhone. Andy, what's going on this weekend? I don't know, I'm having a microphone shoved in my face, it would seem. <laughs> you didn't know that? <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I thought I was giving you a couple of minutes of my time and the microphone's here. But what we're doing, we're, uh, we're at York Hall Bethnal Green at the moment, and we're about to record our first ever television tapings for Revolution Pro Wrestling on free sports in the United Kingdom. How did, uh, how did this all come about? It's come from uh, quite a lot of hard work, years of toil, and I always said, like, a, you know, the opportunities always seem to come to other, you know, other people who may not have been equipped to deal with this stuff, who had been around for, I don't mean to sound, I sound like bitter, but, you know, been around for a cup of coffee and uh, get thrown an opportunity when they're not prepared to make it happen. And, uh, and, and this just happens to be the one time that the opportunities come our way um, to produce a TV show on national television. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're just doing what we can to try and make the most of it and, and take that opportunity with both hands. And you're more than prepared because of just all the years of running shows. You run your call, you've run... Uh, you've helped run these uh, mixture of New Japan and, and, and Rev Pro with a lot of people, like high stress, I'm sure, right? 
very high stress. I look, I look a lot older than when I started doing this. And uh, yeah, I'm not the good looking young man I used to be. But yeah, it's a, a lot of stress. Yeah. So what's the goal? We're, you're gonna, we're going to do these TV shows just forever? Is that the goal? Well, you say we, because I like that. Yes, we are. Like as a, as a community, as an independent wrestling community, we're hopefully we're going to keep doing them forever. Hopefully we're going to get bigger and bigger. Hopefully people will see it and you know, want to put it on a bigger platforms and hopefully it'll help us go to bigger venues, bigger arenas and, uh, and keep doing what we're doing. And, and again, there's, there's, no, there's no end goal per se. Um, what I've always wanted to do is have somewhat of a legacy in, in, in the world, but my world happens to be professional wrestling. At the moment, I'm just trying to do my bit to create that legacy and have people be able to look back about what we've been able to do with a very DIY, much like yourself, you know, that very DIY mentality, very DIY attitude. And uh, for those who don't know, I don't know, what's free sport? Free Sports is a it's a it's a TV channel in the United Kingdom. I mean, I it's picked that a, much. Huh? It's on every single um, it's on every single major platform. So it's on cable, it's on satellite, it's on Freeview, which is uh, I guess network TV in America. So it's available in o- over 18 million homes within the UK. It's obviously it's not like a it's not one of your the most mainstream channels, but I think the key at the moment is we're accessible. We're accessible to pretty much every single home. In so the this UK. Is, a, is a nice big deal, huh? It's a it's a it's a very big deal, yeah, and I'm yeah, starting right. to get scared as your, uh, your <laughs> the enormity of the situation is sinking upon me. We got two days of it. Two days, yeah, I know. What a sucker I am, eh? And Andy made sure to try to make a great impression for the very first TV tapings for Rev Pro. And for me, it was very exciting. It was an exciting process to be a part of this, to ask to be a part of this. And it wasn't just me. I was coming from Chicago. Jonathan Gresham was coming from Atlanta. And Rev Pro, in order to make a good impression brought in stars from all over the world. It's me, Dover, and... It's me, Icarus. We are the arrows of Hungary, and we are straight from the heart of Europe, from Budapest, Hungary. What's up? It's El Fantasmo. I'm from Vancouver, BC, Canada. Hi, I'm Jushin Sudraiga from Tokyo, Japan. Hello, I'm A-Kid from Spain. And I'm Carlos Romo from Spain, and we're Team White Wolf. G'day, I'm Dunkzilla Mark Davis. And I'm the Aussie Ara Carl Fletcher, and together, we're, we're Aussie, Aussie Open. Open. From Australia. <laughs> yeah, we're from we're from Australia. <laughs> I thought that might be obvious from the name, but ah oh well. Do you want us to redo that? We can. Hey, my name is Kushida from Japan. How many times have you come to UK? UK is uh, maybe about five times. What do you like about the UK? Uh, after much. Real, real, yeah, for real. After much, can't find restaurant. Have to go just fast food, McDonald's. And you like McDonald's? No. This is what you hate about UK. Yeah. You, you don't like about UK. No rest. No late restaurants. Wrestling is okay. Fans very good. Nice. I love. I love York Hall. But uh, after match, can't find restaurant. Oh, uh, do you try kebabs? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Good, good, good. Kebabs good. always open late. Yes. Better but, than uh, McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But last year, I stay two weeks, almost 10 show. Every night after match, go have to run highway, then stop just McDonald's. Yeah. McDonald's every day. <sighs> Same for us, though. In Japan, always rest stop, shitty shitty Japanese food maybe four gaijin four gaijin restaurants city food but four Japanese yes Japanese food do you know soba do you know udon 
like a noodle, mm. but uh, not ramen. But not good for wrestler. Yeah, but the soba is very healthy. Is it? Very healthy. Okay. And where did you learn English? From Alex Shelley. So when Alex Shelley came over to New Japan, you didn't know English? Every, study a little bit in school? Yes, yes, of course. Every Japanese people, 10 years learning English in university, high school student. But uh, every Japanese people can't speak. Shy people. But You're uh, too shy. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yes, mm. yes. You speak great English. <laughs> I'm a little shy, maybe. You shy? No. <laughs> I love your wrestling. Yeah? Yeah, always I checking in ROH. Oh. Yeah, so smart. Smart Jewish businessman. <laughs> yes, I hear. Number one, I think number one, this business person is you. Second, number two is Rocky Romero. As a wrestler or businessman? Uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> I think Rocky told Kushida about, I don't know, RockyRomeroMerch.com or something. So Kushida was like, oh, Rocky's a good businessman. And then Rocky had to fess up and tell him that uh, old Koltsky's over here making moves. And Kushida understood that. So we're about to start the very first TV tapings. And for me, this is a very big deal because uh, I've explained this before. 2003, I came over for the first time in that actual building in York Hall, Bethnal Green, I wrestled CM Punk on a FWA show, and then the very next year, Alex Shane got me a plane ticket. I stayed about three months in the UK and just became obsessed with the British style of professional wrestling, became obsessed with the world of sports style of professional wrestling, and thought, man, it would be amazing to do that stuff on TV just like those before me had. And I... I'll be honest. Well, first of all, I was supposed to be on one of the world of sport incarnations when Jeff Jarrett was kind of helping put it all together. Obviously, that all didn't happen. And then I was like a year later, World of Sport went back on air. And, and I wish that I could have been able to wrestle for World of Sport on ITV. One of my friends had reached out and asked me what my dates were. I was doing a Ring of Honor tour at the time of the taping, so it wasn't even possible. But the nostalgia and the idea that World of Sport is back on television in England and my love for it, you know, I, I wish, I wish. But luckily, this came about. And someone else who should have been invited on the World of Sport television tapings is, I would say, one of the two people that represent the style of British wrestling that is now basically gone. The other one is Doug Williams, but this is James Mason. When he started, he was wrestling Fit Finley, Danny Boy Collins, Robbie Brookside, all of these guys. He was wrestling all of them, and he's still going, and he's still an amazing wrestler. And I wrestled him on night two, and I cannot wait for that to be on television. But I wanted to applaud Rev Pro for making the great decision and putting James Mason on UK television. You're, you've got loads of time to do this, is that right? Loads of time today, yeah. Why is that? I'm on 14th match. I've never been on 14th match in my life, but <laughs> it's great. I'm, I'm just lapping it all in, taking it in. Uh, how, how long have you been wrestling? Uh, this is my 26th year. 20... 26th year. So yeah, July 1993 I started. So, and I only say that because you correct me if I'm wrong. Is this your first television gig? No, I've done a, a few other television gigs. but Oh, you did TNA. TNA, and there's been little sort of one-off things, but... What were the one-off things? Uh, there's been like uh, DVDs where it's been made to try and produce, to try and get wrestling back on telly and stuff like that. But as a TV thing, 
Yeah, I suppose, especially in Britain, as the way things are at the moment, this is, yeah, the first. first thing. Oh, I did a WE thing once, let's not forget that. <laughs> I was on with MVP once, I, I, got, I got a win over MVP, we can't forget that. Again. Apparently, I had the worst singlet in wrestling history, according to the, the commentator. And you still wore that for another 17 years. I did, but the good news is, as I was reminded earlier, it's all changed. Out with the old and in with the new. Yeah, you made a big change in your career. Got four new singlets. I've got four new singlets, and I've got one I've not released yet, so just give it time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just think it's pretty wild that you're such a a stalwart, if that's the right word. 26 years, everyone thinks holds you in a very high acclaim. You're still an amazing wrestler. And when it comes to showcasing British wrestling, this is the first time, really, as a showcase, you get to be on television. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I suppose it's always down to the fact, I think we spoke before, because I'm always on the road, I'm, I'm still working regular. My, my work schedule hasn't slowed down at all, so I'm just working regular, and people know that I'm working, so I'm, I lose out on so many bookings of this type because people know that I'm working. And it, yeah, but this is a job. It is a job. Today and tomorrow we're taping. Yeah, today and tomorrow's great. It's midweek as well. You know, the midweek jobs are creeping in, so normally midweeks I'm, I'm just a stay-at-home dad, so I'm, I'm quite happy to be here. But yeah, no, I've always been, been booked elsewhere, so I've always missed out on these like, opportunities. So it's not... Oh, this is nice. I'll be on TV. It's oh, this is nice. A midweek booking. If I'm honest, yeah, I should yeah. be looking at the bigger picture. And I've just set up a Twitter account, so I'm trying to boost things like that. So this is all great for it. But no, I'm just thinking Wednesday, Thursday, I'm out. That's that's top and bottom of it, which is probably the wrong attitude. But no, but congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and you can follow him on Twitter at UK James Mason. He was so proud that he was on Twitter. Maybe he can get some more bookings for him. If you're in the UK, you should book James Mason. He's an amazing professional wrestler. We had an amazing match. You should also book the reunion of Team Shag. That's myself and Greg Burridge, the person I wrestled on night one of the TV tapings and the person I'm going to talk to right now. Hello there, people. It's the pucker one, Greg Burridge, formerly Darren, now Greg. Uh, it's so nice to see you. We, for those who don't know their Colt Cabana history, we were the British 1PW Tag Team Champions over 10 years ago. Mate, more than that, we were the greatest tag team oh, ever created. We were so over. It was ridiculous. We were the street hooligan adventure gang. Team Shag. Do you know what, Colt? I think we've got a couple more Shags left in us, mate. <laughs> we're doing battle tonight. They put us against each other. We are. So we're, sh- we're, we're shagging each other tonight. <laughs> Where, where have you where have you been my whole life? Shagging. No, I've been uh, I've been doing the uh, London School of Lucha Libre, Bethnal Green, very successful wrestling school. Some of our top uh, exports have been certain people like Will Ospreay, the aerial assassin. Um, we've got a lot of great wrestlers up and coming. So if you're in London, come check us out. And you got a call for a Rev Pro because I'll do a lot of Rev Pro. I haven't seen you on the shows. Uh, do you know what I did? I, I kind of took a little back step and concentrate more on the school and, and got involved in a lot of movie stuff and acting and stunt work but um, uh, I just love wrestling you know I can't leave it behind and when I've got the call to fight you of course I'm, I'm going to say yeah So it's going to make for good TV it's going to be a shag fest mate we're, we're filming TV yeah. we're shagging on TV <laughs> after the not in, in England we got 9pm watershed that means no one has sex before 9 o'clock it's the law what does watershed mean? It basically mean? means you, you can't swear or have sex before 9 p.m. on telly. Right, on the television. Yeah. And then after that, it's just anything's okay, a go. free for all, yeah. <laughs> Shagging in the ring. What time is this show on? Uh, this is 8. Is it? It's 8, yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so we're going to have to keep it classy, and I'm okay with that. 
Greg and I had a very nice match. I'm also excited to see that one. And if you are in the UK, go get trained at Lucha Britannica. It's a wonderful school. I have been there. I filmed a comedy pilot a couple months ago there that went nowhere. But those guys over there uh, know what they're doing. And everyone has a good time. It's a positive vibe. They keep a positive mentality when training professional wrestlers. And speaking of professionals, uh, if you're going to do some TV... Well, obviously, the number one professional commentator you want is Ian Riccoboni, and I say that because he is my Ring of Honor commentating partner, but if you're going to go with anybody else, RevPro made a, a wonderful choice, and Kevin Kelly joined us on this tour, and he now picks himself up another little gig, uh, this time over in the UK. So are you the, the voice of Revolution Pro now? I think so. Uh, you know, we did the first taping, and hopefully they'll have me back. It was a lot of fun, though. How did this come to you? So I met Andy when ROH first came over, and we've been sort of chatting, but the relationship with uh, New Japan kind of opened the door, and they had me over for Strong Style Evolved, and I called those shows for for their on-demand website. When Andy got this TV opportunity, it just sort of kind of all flowed. This is is kind of last minute for a lot of us. I mean, I... I don't want to say two weeks ago or three weeks ago. So, I mean, it must have been kind of last second for you also. It was, it, it was brewing. It's been brewing for a while. Right, but he didn't but say officially. I had to change my ticket and everything. Yeah, he couldn't officially say what was up until a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, my schedule a little different than yours. Luckily, it all fit in. Uh, you started announcing ROH in 2010, maybe? Yeah, 2010. So, but like you've, I mean, this has been kind of a nice resurgence, if it will be. When were you done with WWE? 2003. And so for seven years, I mean, you weren't sitting there, but you weren't that highlighted in the wrestling community, no, right? No, not, not at all. Uh, little stuff here or there. I, did, I was living in Connecticut, so I did some stuff in New England, then I moved to Pennsylvania. I had a sales job. Yeah, did you think you were done? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, uh, yes and no. I, I don't ever expect to go back to WWE, but I as soon as I don't mean that. I mean this is this is it. You're well, doing yeah, but it. I, I couldn't have seen the future. I did not. I put it this way: I never anticipated working for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Right. Uh, I didn't think I was good enough, and there's kind of a lot of that. But the industry's changed so much, and geez, just the last two three years that now there's opportunities opened up for a lot of us. It's nice that you're back, and what's nice is. I don't know. You're so good, so it's just it's it sounds right, and for you to just step in and be like, oh yeah, that's a voice of wrestling. Oh yeah, he's good at what he does. It, it's good because I've learned a lot over the years. I've I've had a lot of great teachers as we all had, but uh, to try to help, and you know, Andy, whatever companies, New Japan World, having that expertise and that comfort, that's one less thing they got to worry about. I could sit out there and produce myself, whoever's sitting with me, and we'll just help get the show over, get the boys over. And hopefully the beginning of many, many episodes of TV and we continue doing this, right? Yeah, we hope everybody tunes in to Free Sports. Free Sports. And after those London TV tapings, it was back on the road. Now, in a perfect world, I would have made a stop in Chicago to mail out some merchandise, but I did not have a chance when I got home, though. Stamps.com. That's who I'm using. It's our great sponsor. They have assisted me in shipping out all of my cold merch. Practically everything is on demand these days. Why not your shipping? Well, it is. No need for treks to the post office when you can just do everything from your home with your own computer and printer. Buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or any package. All you got to do, just like me, is drop it by the mailbox and your carrier just grabs it for you. It's that easy. 
click, print, mail, and you are done. I've been using Stamps.com for, uh, I don't know, maybe five years now, even before they started sponsoring me. It's ColtMerch.com approved. Right now, use the code COLT for this special offer. Up to $55 free postage, a digital scale, and a four-week trial. Do not wait. Go to Stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in COLT. That's Stamps.com. Enter in COLT. That's right. We were done in London, but we had another show. RevPro had a show in Portsmouth the very next day, about two and a half hour journey. So that very night, jumped in a car with Rapungi Vice, did about an hour and a half on the road, got into a hotel, woke up the next morning, headed back to Portsmouth, enjoyed Portsmouth, beautiful little town, and then wrestled my little heart out. It was a very nice show. And as I was watching the main event of the evening, I decided to throw on my recorder. Uh, finishing up Friday night here in Portsmouth, watching the main event, a very almost kid-friendly, fun event at a hall, proper hall. I'd say there's uh, about 800 people here tonight. I was the uh, opening match versus David Starr. There's been a lot. This one's fun because I've done this one before. But it's like all these like indie stars, and the promoter knows it's all these indie stars. They weren't chanting for me. El Fantasmo just flew over the top rope. But it's uh, all these indie stars. It was just this like local town show. So it was a real fun show tonight, watching uh, Rapungi and Rocky Romero in the main event. Uh, we're in the Guild Hall in Portsmouth. It's a very old, historic building, and we're here for Rev Pro Wrestling, part three of a, a five-day run of uh, New Japan and Rev Pro shows. Is there any history that you know of at this building? Uh, not specifically that I know of, but I know that uh, World of Sport Wrestling used to appear here back, you know, 20, 30, well, 30, 40 years ago, yeah. No no specifics, though. I asked uh, Liger if he remembers wrestling here, and he uh, he just assumed he had. Yeah, he probably wrestled everywhere. <laughs> I would imagine every building in the country, yeah. And then what's, your, what's RevPro's relationship with this building? Uh, we've been here for five years, I think. I mean, this is, this is the closest big building we run to where the office is, so I guess this is kind of the home building for the promotion, yeah. Um, I just think it's a very special place for RevPro. You know, a lot of, all our biggest stars have come through here, AJ Styles, um, like Liger tonight now, yourself. It's, it's been the home to a lot of our biggest matches, and yeah, it's a big part of RevPro history. But it's not the smart, it's not like smart wrestling fan crowd though, right? No, it's a mixture. The smart fan crowd is getting more and more prevalent out there. It was, it was originally just all families, and now it's starting to creep in, and it's about 50-50, I would say now. But unfortunately, the smart fans are louder, so they drown everybody else out. <laughs> Damn you, smart fans, as <laughs> I shake my fist. Of course, we appreciate anybody buying a ticket, but that that's a thing. I noticed in my match I was going to go do one thing, but I noticed the fans weren't really acting and reacting. They just wanted to hear themselves chant. So what I wanted to do kind of was based off of them reacting to something, but they were, they were enjoying the show, but they were just chanting away, doing whatever chanted they wanted to. And so uh, you kind of had to change the game plan, which is fine. Makes us a better professional. <laughs> You know, as I spent my time in the UK, they kept on talking about wanting to watch football matches. Now, I know they were talking about soccer, but the only football that I know anything about 
is the Bears. And uh, I don't know if the Bears are going to win or not, more more likely not, but maybe you do. And if you do know, jump on our sponsor, MyBookie. MyBookie has been in business for years. They have great online reviews and their mobile site is easy to use, not to mention they have in-game live betting and the most rewarding player perks in the business. Also, if you play fantasy sports, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. If this is you, put down some cash and win big today. You win, they pay. MyBookie is slammed with new bettors and wants to give everyone the best service possible, so if you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits of over $100. And if you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use my promo code CABANO when creating your account and claim up to $1,000 in free play. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code CABANA when creating your own account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. And what's my transition out of that? I got paid to be a professional wrestler this weekend, to wrestle on three matches, and then also to go to UK Wrestling Media Con. So that night, right after Portsmouth, about 11.30 p.m., we all jumped into a 16-person van and drove through the night. I I really, for some reason, I couldn't really get that much sleep. Jushin Thunder Lager was just a maniac on the bus. No, he wasn't. What if he was, though? He was very quiet, just on his phone. We got into our hotel I don't know, 4.30 in the morning, and I had to be up at 9.30 in the morning to head over to the very first Wrestling Media Con. And of course, if there's something big going on in the UK, who's got a handle on it? Alex Shane. If you don't know Alex Shane, he's, I don't know, he's just the guy that has his handle on everything. He's working with WrestleTalk. He's the commentator on World of Sport, and he helped put together this Media Con. We have an, a media con, which is essentially like a convention, but it's mainly wrestling media type people, hence why you're here, being a wrestler and a wrestling media pioneer. Look at me, I'm wrestling, and now I'm also holding this iPhone up to your mouth, which makes me a wrestling media person. That's fantastic. Yeah, and you're, you're not 14, so you're older than the average wrestling media person <laughs> as well. Thank God. No, no, why don't we tell people I am 14? I'm like 18. You told me today I don't age, you, so. You don't age. I want to know what your secret is. Is it oil of you lay? Or is it Olay? How do they pronounce oh, it? Oil of Olay? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's Maybelline. I don't know. But how are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. This is about you. I want to know about the idea of this. Um, yeah, what, what sparked it? Because this is the first one ever. Yeah. Well, it was so originally this wasn't going to be a convention. So um, we work heavily with YouTube and they have a uh, collaborator center. It's nothing to do with the Second World War. <laughs> it's, uh, it's where all the, the wrestling personalities collaborate, or so the media personalities collaborate. So we thought, well, why don't we hire a TV studio, get all of these different media people together, and then for two days they can make loads of content. And so that was why oh, it was. That would be great. That's like what the Vine kids do, and they all make friends. Exactly. And, yeah. Hence why it was a media con. And then somebody, one of my team said to me, oh, we should invite some wrestlers make it a convention and before we knew it we're like oh we're running a convention <laughs> so that's actually what the idea is so uh, I'm heavily involved in WrestleTalk and we also work with other YouTube channels we help sell their advertising and stuff so it's really like a collaboration hub for wrestling media people they have like in Los Angeles and Tokyo like YouTube has their own offices where anyone can come if they have over like 10,000 subscribers is that what you mean? that's exactly it but we wanted 
do it specifically because the, you know, the wrestling media community is global. So it, you know, what we needed to do was hire the place for two days rather than at YouTube, you might get an hour in the studio. So we've got, you know, like uh, Matthew from Botchamania working with uh, Brian Shane from Wrestling With Regret and all these different YouTubers, Dave Meltzer, you know, so it's podcasters obviously as well. And so that's what the idea is. And we hope every year went once the, because a lot of the guys didn't know what they were they didn't realize how much crossover stuff. So they've been asking us, is it fine to do crossover content? We're like, we want you to do as much as That's you can. That's the whole point, right? Yeah, so it's been, it's been fun. And for me, it's the first thing where I have money back to the event, but I've not organized it. Uh, and so what that means is if it was a massive disaster, I'd have had to pay for it. That was my promise to the organizer, Paul Benson, who does a lot of these wrestling pay-per-view parties around the UK, but he's done a really good job. So I'm happy with it. I still have a house, uh, <laughs> although it's still, it's Saturday, so ask me tomorrow. But yeah, so I'm, I'm really happy. And it's great to, Scott, you're back in Manchester. Yeah, where my name is began. Colt on oh, this Col media thing. <laughs> Colt. Colt, you're back in Manchester where it all began as well, which is bizarre. And, I, and just for the record, Alex was the first one to bring me over in 2003. Uh, and then 2004, you sorted me out yes. to come and stay for the month. Yeah, so, and now 2018, you're still asking me to come over. So. And it's great. I think we wrote out your original travel schedule on the back of a postage stamp uh, <laughs> because we, we had no idea what we were doing. It was like, come to England, just make it work. And as you do with everything, you made it work. And yeah. I literally, because I stayed at Barry's house. Wow. Do you remember? Like, yeah. And we were like, I was like, where am I staying? You're like, I don't know. We'll figure <laughs> it out for three months. Yeah, and that is the story of indie wrestling, isn't it, really? And now, like, I think it's, it's a amazing um because to think you know what i remember us having a conversation when you were first starting doing the podcast and to see what that's developed into and now i've what i've seen the video you've probably not seen yet unless you've been tagged in which is the hall of fame induction video and so everybody's got a video that's been made with a little story about who that person is and one of the lines in it uh, which i thought it was brilliant it says colt cabana has changed the way wrestlers communicate with their audience forever and i was like wow that is really you know it's emotional and you have man well that was always the goal but yeah once you say that to me just here i got a little some goosebumps too, I got yeah. A bit yeah so uh, no well done and yeah it's great to have you back oh, thank you very much this Ex is gonna be great i'm super excited brilliant thanks mate there was wrestling uh my impact friends were there a lot of the wrestlers were there but most importantly this was a celebration of cultaholics and wrestle talk and wrestling with regret and wrestling memes and botchamania the internet it was a celebration of the internet, and for the most part, people behind the scenes, or, I, you know, I guess the wrestling media, whatever that really means. And, of course, I've been wrestling almost 20 years now, but very early on, I knew it was important to get a handle on YouTube and social media and, of course, this very podcast, which got the attention, obviously, of a lot of people, including the team over at the UK Wrestling Media Con who put myself in the Hall of Fame along with this man, the king of the Wrestling Observer, Dave Meltzer. We are getting inducted into the uh, the UK Media Hall of Fame today. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, wow, how many are Because I know you were in the Dan Gable Hall of Fame, is that right? Dan Gable Hall of Fame and um, Northern California Wrestling Hall of Fame and the Cauliflower Rally. It's not a Hall of Fame, but they honored me last year. So and I assume you always have to... But to dig these kind of things, right? It's different. Each which one's different. The first one, the Dan Gable one, was cool because um, well, was really because of the Luthez name. And my parents were big fans of my. My mom was a big fan of Luthez as when she was really young. So it was really cool for her to meet Charlie Thez. So it was really cool for my parents. I really am glad because then they both 
my dad passed away, my mom had a stroke, I mean, like right after. So if I didn't do it that year, I never could have done it. So that's my memory of that. I'm really glad that that one happened. Um, Cauliflower Alley, you know, there's a lot of politics involved in all that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it was cool that it happened. Brian Blair pushed really hard, so I have to appreciate that. A lot of old timers in Cauliflower Alley, I wasn't, they asked me and it was like probably like four years before, like everybody wanted and then there was always the block. So finally, Brian just Brian Blair one year just goes like, "Look, come on, this is ridiculous, you know, to keep doing this." So it was cool in that way. And this is—it's funny because this is this is done by a new generation of people, right. as opposed yeah, to the yeah, cauliflower. Yeah, you and me, yeah, yeah, we're a different generation. But even the I, even the, the the people that are putting on this thing is celebrating the idea of kind of behind the scenes stuff, right? Yeah. Well, everything's changed. <laughs> the business has changed. I, I mean, you know, all that stuff that was so. You know what I mean? So negative. It really wasn't. It was never was negative. You know, I think that it took a long time for the industry to kind of understand it and, and catch up with the times. I mean, because if I was doing this in football or basketball, it would just be considered normal. But it took decades in wrestling before anyone considered it normal. Yeah. Have you found yourself just like for years been defending what you're doing and now you're like, see, right? Like, I mean, I, you wouldn't put yeah, it that way. But. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it was funny because I went with the attitude that everyone in wrestling was going to hate me and it was just a natural because that's wrestling. And then, you know, when the, the new generation guys, I mean, it's like, I always got along with the wrestlers, but it was always like private, right? Like, you know, nobody could admit it. So it was like a very different thing. So now when people like admit it, flaunt it, you know what I mean? <laughs> Things like that. It, it was, it's been strange for me in the last three years because it's like, I mean, privately, I'm not always hated, but publicly, nobody's supposed to say that they talk to me or like me or anything like that. But the stuff that you do, that kind of changed everything too, you know? It really did. Mm. You're someone in the business, but you're talking about the business. You know, you were the first one to do it. You know, just talk about it, what it is and, and all that. And then Jericho came and all these other guys came and they, you know, they explain everything. You know, Jericho and Omega had that big match. Yeah, I wouldn't even have done that. I yeah, know. yeah. I mean, I was surprised. I was surprised after as strong as they went with the build that they went, you know, the next day and explained everything and how they did it. But that's the new, that's the business today. Yeah, they have the right to if they want to. Yeah, it's that's their the business. Art. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a different, it's, it's just a different business. Who was the first one to, to like come out as like, I'm friends with Dave? Was, in my head, it's like Bret Hart or Brian Pillman maybe. I don't think Brian Pillman ever did publicly. Um, privately in the dressing rooms, it was probably Bruiser Brody because Bruiser Brody would bring the newsletter in. You know, he was like an independent spirit. And when people would like, you know, criticize him for it, he would just go, I'm just, it's the news and it's the trade journal and that's that. And you, you all should read it. Watts was pretty good because when, with, with Watts, as funny as it is because of how, how he was, was, you know, he encouraged everybody in that dressing room in the 80s to buy it. And I mean, I had like, you know, all those guys when they started, you know, the Sting and Eddie Gilbert and the Steiners and all that generation of guys from Mid-South Wrestling, they were all subscribers. Would they use the uh, promo code Watts for 10%? <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. Oh, thanks. And congratulations to you, too. And the Hall of Fame was very nice. I have the award. It will be in my office. It was very nice, very lovely. Lovely, that's a British term to be inducted in the in the first class. And then, of course, the next day I did a live podcast on the stage in front of a, a live studio audience in Manchester, England. That was a great show. That'll be put up sometime, just like the StarCast one, eventually. And I finished off the day, and I was finally able to head back to Chicago, where I record this now. I have one day off. That's because I am flying to Orlando to shoot a commercial. I picked up a gig. It doesn't stop, folks. 
Still had time to talk to my mom, though. She wanted to answer a question about Dean Douglas, and she does. And you'll hear all about it right after these plugs and... Upcoming events! All right, the best way that you can support ColtMerch.com, DigitalColt.com, Twitter and Instagram, at ColtCabana, Facebook slash AOW Podcast, also slash ColtCabana. Each week, I'll choose one person who reviews and rates five stars on iTunes, and I'll send them a signed show ticket to the Japanese promotion DDT. My storytelling podcast, Pro Wrestling Fringe, plus past archives of this show, old and new, are ad-free on StitcherPremium.com slash Colt. Use the code Colt at a free month. ColtWrestling at gmail.com is my very public email. Maybe your promoter will put me on your upcoming show or convention or even be documented on this very show. I have a YouTube channel. I also have a website, ColtCabana.com. That's where you can find my P.O. Box. Send me something fun. Upcoming Friday, September 14th, Cleveland, Ohio, AIWrestling.com. Saturday, September 15th, Hazeltown, Pennsylvania, PPWWrestling.com. Sunday, September 16th, East Greenwich, Rhode Island, BeyondWrestlingOnline.com. A 1 o'clock show and a 6 o'clock show. Friday, September 21st, Westbrook, Maine, LimitlessWrestling.com. Saturday, September 22nd, Wine.Michigan, GoBCWA.com. Friday, September 28th, Las Vegas, Nevada, ROHWrestling.com. Tuesday, October 2nd, Ottawa, Canada, Facebook slash C4 Ottawa. Saturday, October 6th, Marion, Indiana, ICW. October 12th and 14th, Baltimore and Philadelphia. I'll be doing commentary, ROHWrestling.com. Thursday, October 18th, San Diego, California, at Fist Combat TV. And Saturday, October 20th, Des Moines, Iowa, Pro Wrestling Revolver. Com. Intro music by the Ukulele Teacher on YouTube. Outro music by Superfund Yeah Yeah Rocket Ship. Podcast cover art designed by Jimmy Lee and photo by James Musclewhite. Thanks to Andy Quilden, Kushida, James Mason, Greg Burridge, Kevin Kelly, Chris Roberts, Alex Shane, and Dave Meltzer for coming on the show. Let me thank some sponsors. Highspots.com, a VOD service where you can watch those PWGs. $5 wrestlings. They also have AMA knee pads, gear, wrestling masks, even a wrestling ring. That was just recently put in one-hour tees. They run pro wrestling tees. That's where you can support your favorite independent wrestler directly. I just put up a new shirt on pro wrestling tees. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Colt Cabana. You can only get it on there. All right, here we go. Hashtag Ask Cabana Mom. Just tweet me at Colt Cabana. Use the hashtag Ask Cabana Mom and ask my mom something you want her to answer or figure out about professional wrestling. This week at Baron Von Scotty, he sent over a clip and asks... How would you rate Dean Douglas as an educator? Well, we're all dying to find out. This is Mama Cabana from her studio apartment in Chicago, Illinois. Today, I am going to critique Dean Douglas, or formerly known as Shane Douglas, which, as I can see, neither name worked for him. But then again, Vince McMahon does have a knack for giving people the wrong name. In other words, Scotty Golden, he should have stuck with Colt Cabana. I'm an educator. I'm a retired teacher. And I must say, as far as appearances go, uh, Dean Douglas looked very nice. I think he presented himself very well. I think he explained whatever he was trying to explain very well. Obviously, the uh, video I saw was fairly old. Technology has certainly been upgraded, so if he was to do it in today's world, I think he would have approached it a little differently. I think he did a good job, though. Once again, he looked and acted very professionally. So that's it for Mama, Mama Cabana, and I'll talk to you next week, so thanks! She approves! 
And I can't believe she knew. I mean, she didn't know. I'm pretty sure she Googled Dean Douglas to find out that he was Shane Douglas. But she knew. She gets it. You don't want to rename these people. It's not for the better. Great job, Mom. All right. This has been The Art of Wrestling. For Colt Cabana, I'm Colt Cabana. Thanks. You're about to go out. Yes. (laughs) The end. You're on, when was the last British television show you did? Uh, Crime Watch. When I stole someone's car and then uh, please come after me. I'm adding this all out. (laughs) You come to me afterwards.